and welcome back to the Yes to Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Well, thank you for taking some time for your busy day to spend with us for a few minutes. Um, that very interesting topic, especially for this time of the year. Maybe you should have done this maybe a few weeks ago. I don't know, but uh, we're going to talk about hangovers. What causes them? Why we get them? And what maybe you can do to prevent them? or to treat them. Before we get into that, I just wanted to go through a little bit of housekeeping. First, uh, our holiday hours, we are open on Christmas Eve until noon. We have a special metabolic workout going on at 8 a.m. Everyone is welcome to come. Uh, It'll last about an hour. Friends and family, certainly welcome to come. We've got that. Um, we close Christmas Day. We are open on the 26th. It will be an abbreviated schedule, but we will run some sessions in the morning and the evening. Um, we want to make sure everybody get their workouts in because they will have missed a day or so of workouts. Uh, let's see. Next thing, we're still finishing up our food drive for the food bank. Probably going to bring that stuff down to the town hall on Friday. So, if you got anything, bring it on in. We'd love to um, get it down to the people who are in need. We also have our Jingle All the Way competition this Saturday at 7 a.m. So, I give you a reminder that if you are participating, you want to get here and be ready to go at 7 a.m. So, the doors will be open at 6.30. For you to come in and warm up, get loosened up, get ready for the competition. Uh, it will last about an hour and a half. We will be running our normally scheduled Get Strong class at 8.30. But this will take place of our Get Lean class at 7.30. So it should be a lot of fun. We haven't run a competition like this a couple of years because of weather and circumstances like that. So uh, we got a big crew coming in. We've got eight teams. Uh, should be a whole lot of fun. So. That's what's going on, and I believe that's it for our housekeeping. Uh, we can talk about our New Year's schedule uh, next week. So that's where we have it. So, um, talk about hangovers, and we probably could talk about this a little bit earlier in the holiday season, but um, had some other things to talk about, and I thought let's get this in before the New Year's because I don't know how many people will be watching on Christmas Eve or on New Year's Eve. So let's get this out of the way. So we're going to talk about alcohol. You either love it or you hate it. It's depending on what the circumstances are, right? You love it when it warms you up, when it makes you feel good, and it washes away all your worries. But a few drinks too many, and you wake up the next morning with a pounding headache, right? And maybe a little bit nauseous, a little tired, under the weather. You might even mutter under your breath something like, I'm never going to drink again. Yes, this is a hangover. Many of us have experiences under zero period of life, uh, getting out of bed, hating life, feeling terrible, feeling horrible, um, just you know, holding it out until we get back to normal and contribute to a normal member of society. Not everybody's experienced, but I know I have. It's not desirable. So what we're talking about is how do hangovers happen, okay? Well, we know they happen because of alcohol and its effect on the brains. However, we don't really know how they happen. Not exactly, but we do have some clues. So we don't know exactly what causes internally in the body to cause that hangover. So there's three main types of alcohol 
there's isopropyl, there's methyl, and there's ethyl. Um, only ethyl alcohol or ethanol is sustainable for human consumption. The other ones are not good for you. But even ethanol is toxic and it produces substances, substantial oxidative stress, and it provokes an inflammatory response that damages and deregulates the, the neurons of the body. Furthermore, the body will metabolize ethanol to um, acid. <laughs> I practice this all day long, Michelle. And I got to get, get it wrong right off there. Acetal, acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde, there we go. Which is even more toxic than ethanol. Eventually, your body metabolizes acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde, to acetate. That's a tongue twister, huh? Acetaldehyde. Well, it metabolizes it to acetate, which is less harmful, but it still may contribute to hangovers. So while acetaldehyde is very toxic, it tends to circulate in the bloodstream in small amounts relative to ethanol and acetate. And how it is metabolized by the brain is unclear. One study did find, didn't find any noticeable differences in peak acetaldehyde levels between people with severe and mild hangovers. Now, that would suggest that acetaldehyde may not play a major role in hangovers. However, however, low circulation doesn't guarantee a low effect since acetaldehyde accumulates easily in your cells. I don't think I have to say that many more times in this podcast, acetaldehyde. So anyway, acetate seems to affect hangovers. In one study, acetate given to rats produced headache symptoms. It's conceivable that since acetate increases adenosine levels in tissues, it can keep the central nervous system depressed long after ethanol has left the body. That are a few, however, were not sure of this of their ref of this relevance, a relevance this is to um, hangovers. May affect or may not. So ethanol, acetate, acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde, acetate. The degree to which any of these molecules is responsible for hangovers is still very unclear. But hangover headaches and other symptoms are likely caused in part by the damage from inflammation and oxidative stress suffered by the brain and other tissues. This can result in mitochondrial dysfunction and thus impair energy metabolism, making one feel lousy. So that's almost all the science about this. So of those three alcohols, we're not really sure which one does what. Another partial explanation for hangovers is that alcohol throws the body out of homeostasis. So homeostasis is the state equilibrium that the body tries to maintain at all times. Alcohol hangover is associated with many hormonal and metabolic changes that are probably caused of fatigue and cognitive impairment. So among the hormones affected by alcohol, it's insulin, cortisol, uh, testosterone, growth hormones, all affected by alcohol. 
Neurotransmitters are chemicals released by neurons to stimulate or inhibit activity of other neurons in glands or muscles. So other neurotransmitters affected by alcohol are epinephrine, which is adrenaline, or neoepinephrine, which is non-adrenaline, GABA, glutamate, dopamine, and serotonin. So you can see alcohol affects a lot of neurotransmitters in the body. Alcohol can cause hypoglycemia. So hypoglycemia is an abnormally low amount of sugar in the blood. Congeners may be another hangover factor. Like alcohol, congeners are chemicals produced during fermentation and may contribute greatly to the taste and aroma of most alcoholic beverages. Some are toxic, which may explain why different beverages with the same amount of ethanol seem to have different hangover severities. But why do hangovers occur only when blood alcohol concentrates return to or close to zero? Again, they're not quite sure. There's several possible explanations, which are mutually exclusive, not mutually exclusive. So one explanation is that alcohol being analgesic, mass the damages it causes. Another is that alcohol needs time to work on its damage. And yet another is that alcohol causes dehydration, which we know can cause headaches, fatigue, and cognitive impairment. So most of us are familiar with the post-alcohol feeling of dehydration, and we know we should drink more water. So a couple of different ways to explain why you know, we don't get the hangover until the blood alcohol concentration is close to zero. The last partial explanation for hangovers is disturbed sleep. So research suggests that although alcohol can cause sleepiness, once it's gone from your body, it can find yourself more awake than usual, which can lead to worse sleep quality. And of course, alcohol or not, late night partying disrupts our, disrupts our sleep patterns and that will initiate numerous harmful effects. So we're not exactly sure how alcohol gives us hangovers, but it's likely a combination of toxicity, dehydration, and poor sleep. And our body's striving to get back to where it was before all the alcohol, back to homeostasis. So those are the three reasons why I'm not really sure how or why, but it's some combination of those three things. So how can we prevent hangovers? The research around hangover prevention in, mo in moderation via some food and dietary supplements has produced a diverse array of potentially useful products, which purposely work by facilitating ethanol metabolism, preventing oxidative stress, and or controlling inflammation, one of those three things. Unfortunately, reproduction of these studies is practically non-existent, and the evidence tends to be poor quality, so we're left without clear options. In other words, the surest and the least fun way to ward off hangovers is to avoid drinking alcohol. Or, if you do, do so in moderation. With regard to hangover pre uh, prevention, moderation isn't well defined or studied, but a little more than one gram of ethanol per kilogram of body weight is sufficient to produce hangovers in most people. 
There's a notable caveat to this principle though. Peak blood alcohol concentration and thus the rate of alcohol uptake into the brain depends on your body weight. But what matters most is your water weight. Body fat holds a lot less water than muscle tissue and thus won't be a good buffer. So this is one reason why less ethanol is needed to get to, to needed to give hangovers to women. As a rule, pound for pound, women carry more fat than men. Yikes. Those amounts are based upon consumption over the course of 75 to 90 minutes. So drinking slower may allow you more wiggle room, but considering that those amounts reliable reliability produce hangovers in a majority of people, not exceeding them seems to be wise. Avoiding spirits in favor of diluted beverages may help reduce both the amount and the speed of drinking. Avoiding whiskey in particular because of their high congener content may make a difference. Finally, food in general can help since consuming alcohol on a full stomach will slow the absorption of alcohol and reduce the peak consumption attained. Those are probably not the secret tips that you were hoping to hear. But in reality, unfortunately, other than drinking less and slower, preferably on a full stomach, there are no proven ways to prevent hangovers. So, what can you take to prevent hangovers? No food or supplements are proven to help hangovers. You cannot put too much trust in the studies that haven't been replicated. replicated. Yet the internet is full of supposed uh, prophylactics. Some of them use implausible, others use plausible, but lack strong evidence. Analyzing the limited research, we do have only there's only six hangover prophylactics that are backed by well-designed human studies and none of them are backed by more than one so it's a little iffy here so those items are red ginseng siberian ginseng japanese raisin tree a prickly bear which is a cactus korean pear and a mix of pear ginger grape and Never took Chinese. Other prophylactics only have at best some biological plausibility. So those are the six things that may help prevent hangovers. The research is slim on all of them. So how can you alleviate a hangover? You're not gonna to like to hear this either because the sole way to prevent a hangover is to drink only in moderation. This can reduce the severity of upcoming hangovers by paying attention to hydration. Pardon me, you can you can you can reduce the severity of upcoming hangovers by paying attention to your hydration and your sleep. During a typical night of alcohol-driven decadence, you can get far less sleep than normally you would and even forget to drink water. Dehydration comes with its own hangover-like symptoms. So while staying hydrated throughout the night will not necessarily save you from a hangover the next day, it might lessen the pain. 
Similarly, the symptoms of sleep deprivation combined with those of alcohol abuse. So make sure to get enough quality sleep. If you fail to go to bed at a reasonable hour, then you should at least spend most of the next day resting. What can you take to alleviate hangovers? Get enough water, get enough sleep. What else can you take? Like what about coffee? Doesn't that help fight hangovers? Well, not necessarily. Coffee won't actually help your hangover fade away any faster. But the mental alertness that it gives you, and it's that stimulant can temporarily offset the brain fog and the lethargic, lethargicy, tough words today, uh, that you're feeling. This may be especially helpful to anyone trying to exercise after a night of drinking. Though, if you do have a hangover, getting more rest is still the healthiest choice. If you have a throbbing headache, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, may help. NSAIDs are COX inhibitors. So natural COX inhibitors such as ginger and curcumin uh, might also help reduce some hangovers. So there's no evidence of this, but it may help. Finally, it may be tempting to use the hair of the dog method, drinking more alcohol to tame the hangover. The alcohol's analgesic properties could help explain why hangovers set in only after alcohol has mostly left your system. So it may it may help. It might just put it off a little bit. But not those same properties accentuate the existing hangover. So apparently they do. And to some extent it's some price. Survey drinkers report that alcohol does provide some relief after hangovers, but it will likely prolong them too. So the old hair of the dog may not be the best way to go either. So there's no miracle cure for hangovers. But staying hydrated and getting enough sleep will at least attenuate the symptoms. NSAIDs can reduce the headaches. Minor, minor stimulants such as coffee can offset the brain fog that you have, but only to some extent. And the root of the problem will persist. Finally, the hair of the dog method can provide some relief, but it will likely make your hangover last a little bit longer and may even lead to some heavier drinking. People have experimented with hangover cures and prophylactics since alcohol was discovered. But as far as I know, with very little success. To prevent hangover, drink only in moderation, preferably on a full stomach. To alleviate an upcoming hangover, stay hydrated and get enough sleep. Those should be your priorities. But you can also try one of those six prophylactics backed by well-designed human studies, though there's only one study per. Once you have a hangover, there's no magic pill. But NSAIDs can reduce headaches and minor symptoms such as caffeine, can offset that brain fog, 
it is hard to see. So there you have it. Don't really quite sure why hangovers work. I have some ideas. Not really sure if there's any way to prevent them, which we know there really isn't. And if you have one, not really much you can do about it. So hopefully you can use this information for any parties coming up for the holidays or New Year's Eve and in the future uh, to ward off those hangovers and deal with them. So that's what we got for you today. Thanks for taking some time on this really busy time of the year on this just lousy winter Tuesday here in Burlington, Connecticut. Um, we will have a, uh, a broadcast next Tuesday at 3.30 Christmas Eve. Uh, and if you're willing to stop by and listen, that would be fantastic. If not, it's always there for playback on Facebook and in our emails. So you don't actually necessarily have to be there for the live broadcast. As always, look for more information from us on how to get fit, feel younger, in live, live better. This was a real tongue twister tonight. So, thanks for watching. Have a great night.